Welcome to the Ask the Experts podcast. Here's Karen Bhatia. I am Karen Bhatia, and this is Ask the Experts. We all know about what's going on in the world right now. So looking at a little escapism here, look back at some boxing, talk to a couple of uh, top names in the heavyweight division. So on March 7th at the Barclays Center, Robert Hellenius upset Adam Kovnowski. It definitely was an upset. The 30-year-old Kovnowski was expected to win. The 36-year-old Hellenius was not necessarily a stepping stone, but wasn't supposed to be uh, something to derail Kovnowski's attempt to become world champion. Well, they call boxing the theater of the unexpected for a reason. And Hellenius got the fourth round shocking knockout upset uh, against Adam Kovnowski. I was there at the Barclays Center. It was a sea of red. These were Polish supporters of Adam Kovnowski. There was almost 9,000 fans in attendance. I think everyone in the arena, their jaws collectively hit the floor when Robert Hellenius eventually stopped Adam Kovnowski in round four. So, I will be speaking to Robert Hellenius all the way from the Oland Islands. That's where he uh, trains. It's where he lives between Finland and Sweden. So I'm going to talk to him about getting the win, what it felt like, what was the key to victory there uh, to upset Adam Kovnowski. Does he want to have a rematch? Um, who does he want to have? Who does he want to fight next? We know that he's actually trained uh, and sparred with Joshua Fury Wilder. He's actually sparred with these guys. So does he want a chance uh, to get a title opportunity? Does he want a big fight? Does he want the rematch with Kovnowski? Who does he want? And then. Looking at the other side of the coin here, I will be talking to Adam Kovnowski. He was rolling, as we said, he was 20-0, 15 KOs, only 30 years old uh, from Poland, but had the community in Brooklyn behind him. And unfortunately, it was not his night on March 7th. So I just spoke to him a few days ago. We're going to see how he's keeping up with everything that's going on in the world. Is he training? What's in his mindset? Does he want a rematch? Or does he want to move on to something else? Before this fight, there were talks that Andy Ruiz may be in the cards. Is that gone now? Does he still want that fight? And when I interviewed him uh, leading up to the fight, I talked about he wanted to be a title contender. He wanted an opportunity at the world title. They offered him Anthony Joshua in June of 2019. He didn't take that fight. He felt like it wasn't an actual offer. There wasn't much time to prepare. And that fight ended up going to Andrew Ruiz, who obviously, as we all know, shocked the world and beat Anthony Joshua. When I talked to Kovnowski before the Hellenius fight, he said he didn't regret not taking that opportunity. I'm going to ask him if he regrets it now that he has his first loss. And obviously there's going to be some rebuilding that has to take place before he can now get that title opportunity. I'll also speak to him about the one small controversial moment. It was in round four. The first knockdown was called a slip. It could have benefited either guy. Kovnowski didn't get the full eight count, but at the same time, it wasn't ruled a knockdown. I'm going to ask him about if that should have been a knockdown or a slip. So without further ado, let's get to my first guest. Here is my conversation with the Nordic nightmare fresh off of his knockout victory. Here is my conversation with Robert Hellenius. I am Karim Bhatia, and let's ask the experts. I am Karan Bhatia speaking with Robert Hellenius. Robert, congratulations on the big heavyweight knockout victory over Adam Kovnowski. 
Uh, it was a shocking victory. Um, you, you quieted the Barclay Center. How are you feeling now only a few days after the big win? Thank, thank you for the congratulations. Uh, I feel really, really good. A little bit tired, though, because uh, the flight home and everything, you know. But uh, I, I feel good. I feel good. And I know that you trained in the Oland Islands. That's between Finland and Sweden. Uh, there's not many people there. I believe you said it was 25,000 people. Is that where you are now? Yeah, yeah at the island, yeah. This is where I live, uh, at Oland Islands. So I train here. I have my gym here. And uh, every time before a fight, we, we take uh, spring partners from all over the world, and they come here, and we train here. And I, since there's only 25,000 people, and I know there's no big highways, I'm guessing it's a good place to uh, avoid the coronavirus, right? Exactly. <laughs> yes. So you are 36 years old, and you, you've had a, a decently long career, and you got the opportunity to fight Adam Kovnowski and Barclay Center, where he's had success. Um, when you were first offered the fight, what was going through your head? Were you jumping at, at the opportunity to, to get back on, on the big stage? Well, of course, of course. Yes, uh, I was really happy that I offered the fight. And, and uh, I know that you've had uh, a winning streak, but then you had the disappointing loss to Gerald Washington uh, last year. Um, were you looking to, to make a statement and say that, that you are back, coming back from that knockout loss? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I, before that fight, I, I was uh, evil, so I, I couldn't. Yeah, it it was a bad, bad fight from from me, and and uh, I wanted to, to show everybody that I still got it. And so you came to New York. Uh, Adam Kovnowski is from he's from Poland, but he has grown up in New York, and he has a huge following here. So when you were in the Barclays Center, uh, I was there ringside. There was about over 8,000 fans, almost 9,000. It was a sea of red and a sea of Polish supporters. Was that intimidating at all to see all the fans uh, that had that were there for Adam Kovnowski? No, it, it, for me, you know, I, I've been boxing for 20 years, and I've been boxing all, all over the world and uh, <clears throat> as an amateur and a pro as well, so... Uh, I can like block out the the crowd. Like uh, I'm just focused on the fight, you know. So it wasn't. It was more of a. Of course, when when the booing was uh, was really hard at some point, uh, uh, I tried not to to get, let it get to me. And the the fight started. It was a very competitive fight. Um, Adam in the first round was having success. He outlanded you by a bit, but then in round two is when things got interesting. Uh, you started to land some big shots on Adam, and we saw for the first time the announcers acknowledged it. It was the first time that we've seen Adam Kovnowski take a backward step. We know he's undefeated. He's very hasn't been hurt. Rarely he's rarely been hurt. So, what did you find in round two to start having success? Yeah, I, I think also in in the first round I. I I landed really, really hard shot in in the body, and uh, I felt that uh, nobody like uh, how to explain it. But I, I, I felt I, I hit him really hard many times throughout the rounds, and uh, I, I felt success even though he was coming forward all the time, and I knew he was the the more volume puncher and and uh, stuff like that. But I, I felt how hard I hit him, and he was still coming and. Uh, I knew 
nobody can take that that much punishment in in several rounds. So I I felt really really good through all the uh, all the fight. And I was felt he... that I wasn't humbled at any point. And did was he did he have a tough style to deal with? He's we know he throws a lot of punches in his last fight with Chris Ariola. They set heavyweight records for the amount of punches thrown and landed. Was that tough to deal with in terms of the volume? No, it, it wasn't tough. Of course, the fight was tough uh, uh, as long as it lasted, but uh, I felt really comfortable throughout the fight, and I didn't feel that I was in any trouble at any point. So I, I just continued uh, throwing hard punches back at him when I had the chance. And uh, like I said before, we have been training a lot with people that, that is forward coming and, and uh, throws a lot of punches and, and put puts pressure on me. So I, I, I felt really comfortable doing what I did. And in round four, you caught him flush. It looked like a right hand and then maybe a left, but then another right. The referee incorrectly called it a slip, which may have worked to your advantage because Adam didn't get the eight count there. Um, what were you thinking when at that moment? Were, were you upset that the referee called it a slip? No, I wasn't upset. I, 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 although with the experience, I, I try not to to think if the referee is doing wrong or something. I, I just uh, want to continue fighting, of course. And and uh, for for me, maybe it was uh, as a benefit. Uh, he didn't have uh, eight seconds more to to recover from it. So. Um, I don't know. I, I I felt also how hard many times it, it, I it went down with two really right right hands hard right hands when he was uh, pressuring me to the corner and I I two really right hard right hands that that uh, put him down. So I knew he was maybe hurt a little bit at least and then I, I tried with my jab and I knew now now it's my turn when he got up you you landed a left hand that put him down again uh this time it was counted as a knockdown um at that point did you know that that you had him hurt yeah 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 I saw him wobble when he came up and uh, I don't know I just uh, knew it was my turn to put the pressure on and you, you did put the pressure on. The referee stopped the fight. Uh, just take me through the final few seconds of the fight. You were throwing combinations at will. He wasn't answering. Uh, were you expecting the, the referee to to jump in there and, and take us through the final few seconds there? Yes, I was expecting that, yes. That's why I, I, I just the punches after punches because everything that I hit uh, landed and uh, I saw he has no... No more uh, uh, defense, and he wasn't throwing anything back. And everything that he tried to throw was uh, very weak because he had no balance, and I think he was a little bit uh, weary in the head. And you were asked after the fight if this was the most satisfying moment of career of your career at the time. Uh, it was right after the fight, so you said you need some time to digest. Now that you're back at home and you've had some time to reflect, was this the most satisfying moment of your career? Uh, at this point, yes. It's not then. And, of course, we have to look uh, forward to what's next. Obviously, Adam Kovnowski would like a 
a rematch? Would you like the rematch? Would you like to move on to uh, a world title shot? What do you want next? Uh, that, that's a little bit too early still to ask. Uh, <laughs> I can't really answer that now. But, uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, I've been a long time in this game. Uh, I have over 30 fights and, and I'm 36 years old. So I have to talk to the manager, promoters, and, and stuff like that. I, I will see the next fight. And we know the main, the top players in the heavyweight division, of course, Joshua Fury and Wilder. You've actually sparred and trained with, with some of these top heavyweights before, right? Uh, all of them, yeah. And based on based on your training and your sparring, um, is there anyone in that group that you feel that you would match up well with if the fight was to happen sometime in the future? Of course. And and which which fighter you know of the of the top three heavyweights, Joshua Fury Wilder, do you think that you would match up best against? Uh, I I can't really answer that now, but but uh, you know I think all of them is is beatable, you know. So nobody is unbeatable. Absolutely, and we've seen that in the heavyweight division, especially recently. Uh, so just to wrap it up, you're 36 years old. How much longer do you want to fight? 36 years old is not too old for a heavyweight, right? Because as we saw on Saturday night, you if you have power, you know anything's possible. So how, how much longer do you expect to keep fighting? Yeah, maybe a couple of years. Uh, I, like I said, also before, before this fight, the first time in in like a long long time that I have been injury free uh, and uh, tra- many training camps behind me has gone well uh, without any broken bones in my hands and stuff like that. So I feel really really good now. <clears throat> that's, a, that's a long time ago uh, where I was injured after a fight almost every fight. I have some problems with my hands, but but now I feel like. Uh, we found the perfect balance in in training and everything that that makes me stronger every time. And just to wrap it up, you know, Adam Kovnowski, we said he was 30 years old, undefeated. Um, I'm just curious about, I know that you've been on the other end of losing a fight. Um, Do you feel, uh, you know, any any, uh, sympathy or empathy towards what he's going through in terms of taking the first loss and, and, you know, he's he's never tasted that before? Do you take, do you feel for him at all in that way? Yeah, I feel. Of course, it's really, really tough. I I remember my first loss to Hopkins. It was really tough to get out of that mental state, but I feel he's a strong strong person uh so i, I hope him i wish him more well and last question uh we talked about you wanting maybe a heavyweight title shot maybe their kovnowski rematch you said it's too early to tell whatever the opponent uh ends up being when do you think uh we'll see you back in the ring do you think it would be this summer do you think it would be in the fall when when uh, approximately do you think we'll see you back mm, that's also something that i have to talk talk to my manager but but of course uh, i'm gonna take now like a week maybe a couple of weeks off doing just some light light work just to keep it going but uh, uh, maybe we'll get uh, i don't know i have a better answer maybe in a week or something like that 
Uh, it sounds good. I, I want to congratulate you once again. I want to wish you all the best in uh, your rest and relaxation. We saw you on the countdown show in the sauna. I'm, I'm sure that you'll have plenty of time to rest and reflect now. Best of luck to you, and thank you so much for the time. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was the Nordic Nightmare calling in from the Oland Islands between Finland and Sweden. Robert Hellenius, 36 years old. He's now right back in the heavyweight picture. He's sparred with guys like Joshua Fury and Wilder. So he knows what it's like to be in there with them. And let's see if he takes that opportunity next. Let's see if he opts for the rematch. That remains to be seen. That rematch, of course, would be against the man he just knocked out. That is Adam Babyface Kavnaski. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Adam Babyface Kavnaski. I am Karan Bhatia. This is Ask the Experts, chatting with Adam Kavnaski. He's 30 years old. He's the heavyweight contender. So Adam, of course, everyone in the world right now is probably not thinking about sports or boxing. We're dealing with the coronavirus pandemic here, the global pandemic. Uh, how are you handling it? Are you safe? Are you are you with family? How are you handling the whole thing? Uh, yeah, so me and my wife went upstate to New York where I have a little, uh, like, Heating home, and I was staying there right? away from the city where uh, a lot of cases are, are being brought up. So, trying to stay safe and uh, isolated. And right now, are you even thinking about training and boxing, or are you just trying to get through everything that's going on? Uh, I'm definitely training. I'm doing some uh, kettlebell work, some uh, running, making sure uh, my shape doesn't get you know totally out of shape. And then uh, hopefully you've got to see what's supposed to happen. You know, uh, a lot of the major boxing uh, sporting events were canceled. But uh, I'm, I'm still uh, working out and staying in shape. So you're staying ready, which which is great. So we, when I spoke to you in training camp before your most recent fight, um, we talked about all the tremendous success you've had, the community that you've built, all the Polish fans that show up for your fights. And that proved true on your last fight uh, on March 7th at the uh, Barclays Center. Um, it was nearly 9,000 people and it was a sea of red. I was I was there in uh, the front row there watching you. So coming into the fight, um, how was the training camp uh, when you were preparing for Robert Hellenis? Um, was everything good with the weight? You, you weighed in at 265 and a quarter, which is consistent with what you've been. So was everything good coming into the fight? Yeah, I've been good. Uh, speaking of the sea of red, I mean, there were even more uh, supportive after the fight. The fight didn't go my way, and uh, they were very supportive after. So uh, I want to give a real shout out to my fans for being there with me, not only when, when it's good, but also when it's bad. As, as for the camp, uh, camp was good. I, I was prepared very well. I thought I was winning the fight, and uh, just Robert calling with a very good good shot, you know, and uh, the ref, ref uh, called a slip, but I was definitely buzzed, and uh, well, something that happened to me for the first for the first time in my career, and uh, I reacted the wrong way. Instead of like taking a step back, trying to recover, I went forward to fight again, and uh, he caught me again, and uh, that's when I landed on my behind. And you were having success in the early rounds in round one. In round two, there was a lot of back and forth, and if you were watching the fight on TV, the announcer said that's the first time we've seen. Adam Kovnowski take a backward step, right? That's not really normal. Did you feel his power in, in round two a little bit that made you pause and, and take a, a backward step? 
Yeah, for sure, uh, definitely. I mean, he, he was a big boy, so uh, definitely, he, I, that was the first time I actually felt some, something uh, hit, hit me, and then, but, so I knew I had to regroup. But then uh, I weathered the storm, and then the third round, I came back strong. And then I thought I had him out. I was maybe a little bit uh, too too, uh, too aggressive in the fourth round instead of uh, keep doing what I was doing. And I came in a little bit too, too, too uh, headstrong, and I got caught with a good shot. You got caught in the fourth round. Now, like you said, the first shot was called a slip. Um, since then, have you watched it back? Do you think that should have been called a slip, or should that have been a knockdown? Uh, I should have been called a knockdown, uh, definitely. I mean, calling with a good right hand. And uh, I w- if I would have got a little bit more time to recover, it could have ended differently. But uh, it happened. You know, I'm not dwelling over what happened, what should have been. Uh, I watched the fight like I said, plenty of times. Took out my mistakes, and uh, hopefully to, hope I hope to prove them in, uh, in the next fight. Absolutely. If it had been called a knockdown, then you would have gotten the eight count, and you may have had more time to uh, get yourself together. Um, you got back up. He knocked you down again, and then eventually the ref stopped it. Um, at the time of the stoppage, uh, did you agree with the stoppage when it happened? Um, we saw you kind of throw a punch as the ref was was stopping it. Did you agree with the stoppage? I mean, I'm a warrior, so uh, I wish it wasn't stopped. I wish I was knocked out cold. But uh, the ref is there to do you know, the best job. And uh, he thought I was hurt. He thought I wasn't able to continue, so he stopped it. I mean, uh, to turn in the ring, I mean, I wish I could tell you. Like I like said before, I was throwing punches. I was still in the fight. But uh, the ref decided to stop it, so uh, I got to live with it. And was this a case of, you know, we, we see when fighters have had success throughout their whole career. Before this fight, you were 20-0 undefeated. You hadn't been knocked down. You hadn't been really uh, hurt in a bad way. So when you were hurt, you maybe didn't have the experience in terms of holding or, or kind of trying to move and deal with that. Is, it Was that part of it? Because you, you hadn't been hurt before, so you didn't have experience in terms of trying to buy time and things like that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like I said before, it was the first time I was actually like buzzing the fight, and I didn't know how to like, or even sparring. Like, it was, I didn't know how to like recover from that. And uh, with my style, it's going, uh, you know, he, he, uh, you know, very aggressive. So taking a step backwards, I stepped forward. I uh, tried to, you know, get him back for it, and uh, that was a huge mistake. And I got caught again. And we've seen that work for you because you have the most fan-friendly style. You throw a lot of punches. You always come forward for us and the, the fans' entertainment. We saw that against Chris Ariola. You guys had a record number of punches thrown and landed. So uh, I know that that is your style. Now that the fight's over and you've had some time to, to reflect and look back, um, what are some of the changes that, that you hope to make? What are, what are things you'll learn from this? Uh, i got to slow down a little bit. I can't be over-aggressive. And uh, I think I gotta learn to keep my feet under me. I think uh, kind of also I, I let my uh, like my uh, forward, my upper body, lean over my my feet too much instead of uh, going my feet first. And that's where I, how, how he caught me. And do you think that you know I said this about for example Deontay Wilder lost for the first time. I said that I actually think it was a good thing for him because. Now he'll go back, make changes, and I think the same thing about you, and I'm just wondering your thoughts. Could this be a blessing in disguise because it's the first time that you go back and look at what works, what doesn't work, make some changes, make some adjustments, things like you just talked about. Could it be a blessing in disguise in a way? I think so. Uh, you know, uh, I'm a very 
very, uh, I believe in the higher power, and I think uh, I've been uh, guided the right way. And I think if I won this fight, uh, my career would have really skyrocketed, and maybe I was really re ready for it at this time. So uh, somebody said, take a step back, and uh, come, you'll, you'll, you'll come back stronger. Because that's the first time in my career where I, I was knocked down. Cause, uh, but I'm not talking about like, feel like in the fight, I'm talking about like with my injury, you know, I was, I, I broke my hand uh, four fights in my career. And I was out for, for two, three years. And uh, it was also like uh, before a huge fight on Thomas Adamick on the card with a huge Polish population. I was supposed to be the up and coming Polish champ and uh, I had an injury. So, so I just believe like everything happens for a reason. So uh, I'm thinking as, as, a, as a lesson learned and uh, I'll be back stronger. Absolutely. So before this fight, there were talks that your next opponent had you gotten past uh, Robert Hellenius, could have been maybe Andy Ruiz. Um, I personally still think that would be a great fight between you and Andy Ruiz. Um, do you want Andy Ruiz? Do you want a rematch with Robert Hellenius? What do you want next? I would love a rematch. Uh, I would like to make my wrong or right. But uh, we got to figure out what's going to happen with this virus. You know, uh, I'm a good good hands with Al Heyman and uh, Keith Connolly as a managers. And whatever happens next, uh, I'm ready for it, you know. Uh, I want to show my fans that what happened that night was a mistake, and uh, that's not the real Adam Konatsky. And uh, I know we know that you're going to go back into training, and once the the virus and everything calms down, I'm sure we're going to see you back in there. I have to ask you because last time we sat down, we talked about your ambitions to be uh, a Polish-born uh, heavyweight champion. We talked about the Anthony Joshua opportunity that came up back in June of last year. And, of course, you said you didn't regret it, which makes sense. Any changes on that mindset saying, you know, the, the, the opportunities maybe were there and, and now it's going to be a little bit more of a rebuilding process? Uh, no, I mean, it's a sport. I mean, it's life. You can't predict everything. You can't, you know, uh, you can't write a book and make it the way it's supposed to be. I mean, you take the best, the good with the good or the bad with the bad. And we, we, we fight on, you know. Uh, I'm a fighter, so I'm going to continue uh, to take every day at a time and uh, every fight at a time and uh, continue to grow as a person and uh, try to be a better boxer. And and we talked about uh, your community that was there. I was there looking around. It was one of the loudest arenas I've ever been in, and it was only uh, 9,000 people. But it seemed like every single person was wearing a red shirt. They were cheering for you. Um, tell me a little bit more about what that um, community support has been like since – what ha what happened um, that night on March seventh? What's the community uh, reaction been like? I mean, my fans have been very supportive of me, so I'm very thankful for that. I mean, I've been getting a bunch of messages on uh, Instagram, Facebook, a bunch of emails, phone calls, texts. I mean, um, thank you guys for the support. I mean, it means so much knowing that uh, you guys know it was just a mistake and that this is sport. And uh, the heavyweight division, one punch changes everything. And that's what happened. So. Uh, Thank you, guys, and uh, I'll be back. Absolutely. So just to close it out, we know that you know globally we're dealing with this this uh, this pandemic here, this virus. So no one really knows when things are going to get back on track. Um, what what is your tentative timeline in your head of you know getting back into a full training camp, getting a fight? Is that are you looking for hopefully like this fall to get back in there against either a rematch or another top name, or what are you thinking right now? Yeah, I'm hoping uh, end of the year uh, back in the ring. You know, uh, that that's the goal. That's the plan. But we gotta figure out what what, what happens with this virus. I mean, uh, New York is very bad. All over the world is is a real uh, 
it, it's horrible, you know. I hope uh, the the people in charge of it find a way to, to deal with it. Uh, so everybody stay home. Uh, make sure you don't do nothing stupid. And uh, I think we gotta we gotta battle to fight as as uh, as humans, you know, to to do the right thing. Absolutely, well said, Adam Kavnaski. I want to thank you so much for the time. Stay safe during this tough period, uh, and I'm really looking forward to seeing you in the ring again. I'm sure we're going to see you back better than ever uh, in the ring. So thank you so much again. Thank you. And that brings us to the end here. I hope you are staying safe wherever you are listening to this from. Thank you so much for listening. I want to thank my guests, Adam Babyface Kavnaski, Robert Hellenius. Looking forward to hopefully seeing both of those guys back in the ring sometime soon. Thank you guys for coming on the show. Thank you everyone who listened. If you want to follow us, uh, you can follow at A-T-E underscore podcast. That's on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to follow my personal channels, it's at C-U-R-R-A-N-B-H-A-T-I-A on Instagram and Twitter. That's at Karan Bhatia on Instagram and Twitter. Please subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com backslash Karan Bhatia. Uh, please check out uh, our show on iTunes. Hit subscribe. Give us a five-star review. If you want to email the show, it's askthexpertspod at gmail.com. This is Karan Bhatia signing off for Ask the Experts. Thank you for listening to Ask the Experts with Curran Bhatia.